Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are two days into this bitch, and so much has gone down. Happy New Year from your host here at Ring Rat Radio. Uh, my name is Rosalie. And my name is Jay. Um, yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, the day that we're recording this is January 2nd. Hopefully you guys spent it all, you know, safe. Um, we, 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 had, we, we, we were lit. But we don't talk about underage drinking in this channel. So channel in this radio, in this podcast, this girl. <laughs> we don't talk about underage drinking in this podcast. Because so, we do not partake. Yeah, course. no, I, I hate alcohol. I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. Um, oh. I definitely did not get wasted. Uh, yeah, I, I I actually like legitimately I didn't. I like found a sweet spot. I'm not gonna lie, I did smoke a lot. Mom, I did get wasted. I was feeling loosey goosey. <laughs> I got really tired. And then I started watching The Witcher because I thought Henry Cavill was hot. He is the oh my god. Genuinely <laughs> the most attractive man I have ever seen in my goddamn life. Like, do I think Henry Cavill as himself is hot? He's attractive, but like, you know, that's about it. Henry Cavill as Geralt of fucking Rivia. That is a man. Like, genuinely the most attractive man I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, oh my God. The first, like, three minutes of that show. Hottest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, anyways, <laughs> completely unrelated to any of anything that we're talking about in this podcast. Uh, it's cold as fuck for some reason here. I don't know. It's like yeah, 40 same. degrees. How much? Uh, it's like 40 degrees, I think. I'm not sure. Oh, last I checked, we were at like 26. Damn. Um, why are you not giving? Okay, we're 28 feels like 23. Uh, we're at 40. This is the coldest it's been, like, the entire time it's been winter. Uh, yeah. It's gonna get down to, like, oh, wait, no. Okay, I think we're good. It's gonna be, like, 40 tomorrow. Like, the lows I'm seeing are, like, 16, 22, 27, 35. Yeah. 12, 19. Of course, Our lowest like, are, like, the 20s, or, are, like, the 30s um damn but yeah it's cold as fuck for some reason uh i'm not used to it i have two pairs of socks on one of them say like cat cuddle season um i don't have a cat (laughs) my friends got them for me as a joke because you know i'm a dog owner uh Mm -hmm. and it came with matching socks for for well for your cat but uh finn doesn't wear socks so He's already fluffy enough. I need to put a sweater on him. This is the one time he's naked and it's fucking hot, cold outside. Yeah, you do need to put his sweater on him. He's naked right now. Oh my god, he's naked. Really, yeah. Not like every time the dogs don't have like their collars on, I'm like those persons like, ew, you're naked. (laughs) When Finn doesn't have a sweater on, I'm like, ew, you're naked. He always has his collar on. Like I literally never take it off. Like only to give them a sh- uh, to give them a bath. But like that's it. Mm-hmm. That's how it is here. But like, um, 
the middle child will forget, you know, and I'll have to be like, hey, come on, we got to get close on these dogs. Like, put their collars on them. This mm-hmm. is indecent. <laughs> They're flashing. Um, yeah. So I guess we all had a good New Year's. Uh, hopefully, you guys, you know, were safe. Um, we wish you all a good New Year. Thank you for spending it with us here. Your your second, third, I guess it'll be up on Monday. Your third day of 2022 with us um yeah uh so we have we have we have a lot to talk to y'all about uh like i said two days into this bitch and we already have so much yeah and like this is kind of residual from like last year but like it's (sighs) r.i.p betty white by the way yeah i want to start by saying r.i.p betty white uh, her list of achievements and contributions to society are limitless. Uh, you know, she lived a very, very full life, more yeah. than anybody else can say. And uh, she was may she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. May and she, she rest in peace. She did. Yeah, I love her. She like um, she was gonna retire, but she decided her husband died, and so she decided that she like wanted to take care of animals because that's something that she's really passionate about. And so like the reason she kept like doing like appearances and stuff and like working is so she would like for sure have money for um, the animals that she's taking care of. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of things happened in the past week-ish since we last saw you guys. Well, talk to you guys. Yeah, whatever, same thing. Whatever. Uh, So we had the day one pay-per-view from WWE, and we had the iconic, the iconic Brandy Rhodes um, making an absolute, she she made a t-shirt. Um. A t-shirt catchphrase. Wait, are we skipping day one? Huh? No, I'm just like running down. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Brandy Rhodes. She, 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 she really did. Uh, <laughs> wait, what didn't she do? What didn't she do? That's what, that's what we should start with this one. What didn't she do? Uh, stay in her own lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we had Tony Khan absolutely showing his ass on twitter um and then we're gonna hype up new year's evil because we need something positive to look forward to uh and this should be a smash and then we have some other news that are being you know um spread around the internet uh that we'll talk about towards the end and uh yeah so hopefully you stick around for this because it should be fun yeah but before oh shit before we get into that, we're going to talk about our favorite subject a little bit more. Us. Yes, sir. Um, do you want to go first or not? Uh, sure. So I reached my 2021 reading goal um, to read 21 books by the end of 2021. This has been a tradition that I have had since like 2019, I think. Uh, I've never met it because um i'm me and i procrastinate everything but this year i was determined (laughs) 
by the way my voice slowly is like leaving my body um this (laughs) happens every time i get allergies now apparently and i also lose my sense of smell which is it's such a pain in the ass because it's like my body knows that covid is a thing and that's like the main like uh symptom of it Mm -hmm. and it, it just decides to play with me like that but i know it's allergies like i know okay because, you know, everybody else in my house would be fucking sick by now. But, like, you know, whatever. Anyways, my voice is slowly leaving the building. But it's fine. It's fine. Because I will push through. Anyways, I reached my 21 year, twenty-one books. Um, I finished reading uh, A Court of Wings and Ruin, the third book in the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Um, it certainly was a book that I read. Um, but, I mean, the same could be said about that series um I don't know I feel like I only like it because I imagine like the main love interest looking like Henry Cavill in The Witcher and I have already gone over my love for Henry Cavill in The Witcher so um yeah anyways I did that um yeah I've just been kind of chilling um I went to go get my switch fixed finally it should be done tomorrow um, oh yay yeah, I can get I can hop on Animal Crossing again. I haven't seen my villagers in months. Yeah, imagine I mean, the weeds, bro. You and I've like been periodically like sending you random shit, but like some of the like stuff that I sent, I couldn't send a like a key piece that it needed. So like you'll have to come visit my island, and if you can't, then I really need to talk to Nintendo because that's really fucking weird. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Last time I checked my mailbox, it was almost full so (laughs) hopefully i can still get the stuff um yeah uh i really haven't been doing much just been chilling at home uh yeah that's it for me i guess so uh it's new year's let's be you know basic bitches um what are your new year's resolutions i mean i don't really believe in resolutions because i have the worst memory I felt that, and I, I forget about I forget about shit all the time. Uh, I guess my resolution, my res, 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 did I just find out? Did I just find out a new word that I can't say? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe res res. Resolution resolution. There you go. Yeah. My New Year's resolution is to put more of an effort into taking care of myself and putting in an effort into how I look and dress and shit because I address like um the pits of fashion and um my friends always make fun of me for it and it's like girl I'm not gonna put myself in a whole ass fit to go to HEB okay like leave me alone uh but yeah i guess that's my resolution oh, i said it right yeah yeah you did yeah those are those are valid mine is just be better you know like be better than i was last year uh be better to myself be better to others you know? Yeah, that's always a good resolution to have. See, I can say that. I don't know what the fuck that was about. 
uh, <laughs> I, I do shit like that all the time. Um, like usually I put like really like restrictive resolutions on myself like oh I have to do like xyz and like it has to be like this specifically and so this year I'm making it vague it's just be better just improve even if it's a gradual improvement just I want to end this year better than I came into it you know mm-hmm. that's completely valid thank you um personally it's about me uh I've gotten into MasterChef. Just fucking crazy, you guys, okay? There was this, like, one contestant. His name was Ryan. And I'm using past tense because it's, like, it's season three. So it's, like, old. It, like, Paula Dean was still relevant. That's how Paula Dean. Oh yeah, God. there was this butter lady. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking yeah, she, of the Barefoot Contessa. I was like, oh, she's racist. <laughs> I used to watch Food Network uh, a lot. <laughs> me too. I loved it. I, well, my favorite was like the cooking channel. Now the only thing that I watch on Food Network is uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. You know what? I'm real with you. I never liked that show. Really? I don't know. I never liked it. I'm more of like a cooking show type of bitch. I like like... Uh, Cupcake Wars, uh, Cake Wars. <laughs> I never got into those. I, I, I love those shows. I, I was like watching like all of the ones they had on Hulu. Like I was just binging it. It was during, I watched so many things during the great freeze of 2020. Because um, there was, Jack, there wasn't anything to do. So I was just watching shows on Hulu all the time. So I was like watching like Cupcake Wars and shit. Because I was bored. And America's Next Top Model. I made it like three seasons in. I used to have an American Next Top Model like game. And I can never fucking beat it. I think I finally managed to do it like twice. And I would always get so close. And I was so mad. It's um, rigged. It was rigged. I swear to God it was rigged. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess it's really like all. I mean... If you've been keeping track of, like, my uh, shitty back, then I guess, like, the next step that we have to do is to have to, like, talk to the surgeon, but that's in, like, February. And, like, figure out what we're going to do and, like, when we're going to do it. Hopefully we do it, like, soon. That way I can be, like, decently healed before I have to go back to college, which I miss college. Me too, not gonna lie. Like, I've never even been on, like, my campus. I just miss, like, the work. <laughs> and, like, the not the work, but, like, the classes. I was on my campus a lot. The one thing I do not miss, though, is fighting for the goddamn parking spots. Oh, my God. I always park close to the elevator so I can fucking leave. But, like, oh, my God. It was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, but really, that's, like, it for me. So, I guess we can get into I mean listen y'all what happened on December 31st like completely like ruined like wrestling for me that night Uh so I didn't I didn't watch Rampage I don't think Rosalie did either Mm -mm. um we were gonna talk about the uh technique by Taz like Cook's Red Rum and the street fight but I literally only ripped uh 
hooks thingy and that wasn't even like new content do you want to use this as a transition to talk about uh what tk did yeah we can because i mean we didn't even really like watch day one either yeah so you might be wondering what happened on december 31st that ruined rampage for you guys and the answer is tony khan happened um christ we're not calling him like bestie yeah he's not our best we're publicly breaking up with him that's what we're We're publicly breaking up with him no longer best friends with tony khan we gotta make that tweet we gotta do we we gotta make the meme no longer best friends with tony khan yeah no longer best friends with tony khan um i don't know who is our best friend now but someone will think of it there are no good promoters there yeah dude fuck it's just it's the catalyst like being a uh, BIPOC wrestling fan and like wrestler especially wrestler especially being like a black wrestling fan like for the past three days it's just been difficult not even like the past three days like it really all got started on um dynamite and i need to let my cat cersei out so i'll let you explain the whole brandy bullshit um yeah so not gonna lie i kind of missed a little bit of this problem because i was i was what was i doing oh i was making my chat yeah so uh, i'm not fully versed in this however uh dan lambert everybody's favorite reoccurring celebrity that nobody knows who he is well, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But um, Dan Lambert was cutting a promo with the men of the year, you know, like he always does. And he was, you know, talking shit about Cody Rhodes, as he should. Good for him. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Brandy Rhodes comes out and she says, you know, something that I say on a daily basis. Who the hell told you it was open mic night, bitch? Uh, that came back. Aren't you guys so happy? And then she started speaking uh, like she doesn't, like, how do I explain it? Like, (laughs) she doesn't speak like that at all. But every single time she needs to, like, you know, get fired up or something, like, she brings out, like, the... uh, Hood Brandy comes out. Yeah, she gets hood. Um, as Rosalie said, you know, Brandy came out. Who the hell told you? It was open mic night, bitch. Um, and I feel <laughs> as soon as Dan Lambert, you know, everyone's favorite, Dan Lambert, like, mentioned that he was a black belt, I was like, and I'm a black bitch. Because that is, like, the most basic comeback you could think of. You know? Mm-hmm. Um... And lo and behold, what does Brandy say? You're a black belt? Well, I'm a black bitch. And it's been a catalyst of fuckery ever since. Um, See, I'm, that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying, any single problem that ever happens, you can blame it on Ronald Reagan or Cody Rhodes. When have I ever fucking been wrong? No, well, I mean a lot, but like you're not wrong on this one. No, I've never been wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. And as Rosalie mentioned, you know, people were talking about how um unnatural Brandy sounds on the mic. And it's really weird because I see like a lot of people say 
oh, well, whenever she's, like, interviewing and things like that, she sounds, like, really good on the mic. Like, whenever she does a straw to Brandy, you know, she sounds awkward as hell, but that's just her personality. But, like, she sounds natural. And so you might be asking, how come people were complaining she sounds unnatural on Dynamite? And that's because Hood Brandy decided that she needed to make another appearance. And, you know, I'm going to put some of the blame on fans like myself who unironically, like, no, not ironically, who, like, ironically, like, reference that promo. Because I, I, I do really- it unironically. <laughs> That's how I step into the villain. Who the hell told you it was open mic night, bitch? <laughs> it's just, um, but... I did a little research on Brandy. By a little, I literally mean I like Googled her name and went to Wikipedia. Um, grew up in the suburbs of Detroit and the like geographical makeup was like 72% white and like it shows because, you know, people were complaining Brandy sounds unnatural on the mic. And that's because she's not used to using like AAVE. African-American vernacular English. Um, back in the day, they used to refer to it as Ebonics, I believe. That could be also... No, yeah, I think it was Ebonics. Um, now it's called AAVE, or African-American vernacular English, like I just said. Um, she doesn't talk that way normally. She doesn't abbreviate her words or accentuate certain um tones until she's trying to present herself in this way and it does come across as very unnatural because we know that that's not how she talks and um like it stems from where she grew up she grew up in the suburbs um in like detroit or some shit and it was like 72% white, I believe. That's what Wikipedia said. And like, it's just, I don't know. And I think like the worst thing that like came out of this is like the fucking shirt. Yeah. So um, I didn't get, I never got to see the actual shirt until like you sent me a picture of it. Yeah. But- it was, um, it was a very quick thing. Like, I honestly thought it was a fever dream. <laughs> Yeah, so PWT, well, AW Shop made a a black bitch. Well, yeah, well it's I don't like, know how to explain what it is because okay. it doesn't just say like black bitch on it. That'd be funny though. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It says it's like a black shirt, right? And it says black belt, but it's like scribbled out with like spray paint or something, and then it says bitch on it. That, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. That's exactly how to do. Describe it like does it even have like all of the like belts because uh, I just see like the BE and then like the bitch kind of covers it, but then I think I can see like a T, but yeah, even then, like the dill doesn't look long enough. Yeah, it's just, I guess like, it's just very awkward. Yeah, it's just like the font. I don't know, but um, I I was chronically online, I am chronically online, and I'm changing that. That's another resolution. Um. And so, I noticed a few people talking about it. And then it just went away. And I've seen, like, some people saying, oh, well, it's not real. Like, it can't be. 
And then I want to say it was, um, I think his name is Chris Tiger Driver 9X, the guy who, like, yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. thing. Um, was like, nah, that shit was, like, that was real. I think he was the one that, like, tweeted that it was real. And then the next day, I couldn't find anything about it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was just so, like, come on. Like, that's just so bizarre. Like, that was that had to be fake. And I knew I wanted to, I wanted to like, talk about, like, this today. And that's kind of, like, just a little way to, like, show you how tone deaf AEW is to, like, make what we're going to talk about later on in, like, the real new near future makes sense. Um, it's not on Shop AEW. Like, I think somehow maybe it got, like, leaked, or maybe they released it themselves, and I guess maybe someone's like, hey, maybe this isn't, like, a good idea, and it just completely went away. And so today I asked um, Taryn... Uh, at Skinny Mysterio on Twitter, I was like, hey, like, was this real? Like, was that, like, an actual thing that happened? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. That is so, like, everything that's involved with PWT right now is just, Oh my god! Super, just like weird. it's a double whammy because like one is a bad shirt. Well, first of all, like aesthetically, it's a bad shirt. Like imagine walking yeah, around definitely. with that in public life. In public life, in that you go grocery shopping, you know, you go to Walmart, a place where people won't judge you because you know it's fucking Walmart, you know. But like, if, if I walk past you and you had a black bitch shirt on, I'd judge you. I would judge you. No, like, if you wear a black bitch shirt in um, in Walmart, I think you're going to end up on, like, one of those sites that, like, has, like, the people wearing, like, bikini tops and, like, <laughs> fucking Pentecostal skirts yep. or whatever. Like, you're going to end up on one of those. And people are going to judge you because what the fuck, bro? Like, what the fuck? It's just, it's just weird. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, weird. Aesthetically, it's a bad shirt. It's a bad line. Like, I don't understand. And I'm glad they pulled it because, like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really glad that they pulled it, too. Um, and so that really just kind of showcased how tone deaf AEW is in regards to, like, certain things. And then... I'm not sure. Was it December 31st? Yes, it was. Yeah. Big Swole. Formerly with AEW. As I'm sure you guys know, they parted ways. Um, she decided to do a podcast. And it was titled Old Business. And she talks about her experience and thoughts that she had as like with AEW. Um at like midnight I was listening to it and like taking down timestamps and like quoting her and stuff for like this episode and making like notable mentions and stuff. <laughs> so that's the thing. Dedication. Yeah, dedication. Um 
I would like to start off with like a few points. One, Big Soul is not just talking about diversity referring to black people. She like explicitly said that she would like hold on. Where did she say it? All right, I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. Um, with promises you made to be diverse I want to see that not just with black people I would love to see a Latino or Hispanic or more Asians I feel like Asians and Indians do not get the love they just don't it's such a big gap I hate the fact that I turn on the TV and it's the same stuff over and over and over again hopefully they get the message me leaving honestly was not bad there's no bad blood between TK and I it was just I don't like my peace being disrupted I don't like certain things and other things that I will just take to my grave that diversity that's what matters okay thank you um another thing at no point in this podcast was she being did she seem like angry or insulting she handled herself very like professionally and I don't even like critiquing like the way that like she handled herself because like that's fucking stupid you know Mm -hmm. but like the way that people reacted to it the way that she was explaining everything did not warrant that reaction that's how I'll word it um the first 21 minutes was literally Big Soul talking about how happy she was and giving like stories of like times that she enjoyed on the road um and then, like, these are just little things that I picked up. Somewhere in the first 21 minutes, I kind of want to say it was, like, 15 minutes, like, and on. I didn't get a timestamp for this one because, I don't know. But she mentioned that they had her give a list of wrestlers that she wanted to work with. Britt Baker was on that list. And they chose Britt. Um... At 21 minutes exactly, she starts talking about the tooth and nail, tooth and nail match, and Rosalie, feel free to like jump in anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that like Brit wasn't all the way clear, and that sticks out to me because I don't agree with like the way that they handle the like wellness of their employees. I guess. Yeah. That's how you could word it. I think um, it was her injury, like an ACL or like something with like her. Yeah, foot, it was something in her leg. It was like whenever she was like walking around with like crutches. Yeah, because I know she had like a wheelchair. So it had to yeah. have been something in her leg, you know, otherwise they wouldn't give you a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't remember exactly what her injury was, but she wasn't all the way yeah. here. And uh, I understand that I guess they might have done this storyline to keep her relevant mm-hmm. while she is injured. Um, but this was mm-hmm. like during like you know like peak pandemic well not peak pandemic um, but like you know like um, when they have like wrestlers it on the uh, barricade and shit I think what mm-hmm. she was doing where she was just like you know like rolling in like on the truck or something and like handing, note- handing notes to like Tony Schiavone like I think that could have been like a good you know mm-hmm. um, shtick for her uh, so I don't see why they would have had to have done this Um yeah, but I mean, I good for know, soul like, for getting a match anyway, you know? But like, yeah. Um, 
she like said that like it was kind of shaky about like how they could do things because Brit had like been cleared but like not all the way. So like her doing in-ring stuff was kind of eh. And that's why um it was more of a cinematic match and there wasn't like really that much wrestling. Um at 2235 or somewhere around there, give or take like a couple seconds um for each of these timestamps. Just a little note. Um, she mentions that her and Britt Baker were supposed to do more a blood and guts match, for example, but it just never happened. Um, her Crohn's disease started like flaring up around this time. Yeah, I remember that she had posted the like uh why she wasn't on like she wasn't wrestling that much anymore, and it's because her Crohn's disease was getting really bad, which mm-hmm. you know, like understandable, like obviously, like put your health first. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember this time, yeah, and um, around this time, sorry, around this time was um, when the whole Black Lives Matter, um, protest protests were like taking off um and she started wearing the black lives matter armband she said fans were sending death threats calling her the n-word with the hard r and i want to mention this because i have been known to slander vicky guerrero um (laughs) her voice reminds me of a person i really don't like but she said that vicky actually like helped uplift her and like help her through all of the like stuff that the fans were putting her through. And I have a newfound respect towards Vicky Guerrero for that. Yeah. Um, she also said that her belief in the division kept her going, and that's something that the higher up saw. At 2504, Big Swell says that there was a sorry for I think that was Umi. Um <laughs> I love her. Anyway, at 2504, Swole says that there was a void in the division because people didn't really know what was going on. Um, wrestlers were going to different people because, like, Kenny was in the process of getting, like, everything figured out. At 2536, she said she was approached by Tony Khan and Matt Hardy for some reason. Who said they wanted her to be the sheriff, and I'm using air quotes because that's how she referred to herself, um, of, for the women's division. And that's where, like, the whole Mama Swole and, like, Swolees stuff came from. And um, then... I guess I could see Matt Hardy because, like, the guy has been, you know, wrestling for a long-ass time. I guess, like, any person who has, like, a ton of experience is, like, you know, a big figure backstage. Even if they don't mm-hmm. have power, like, on a technicality, um, like just out of respect, I guess they have like yeah. say, which I guess is understandable because like you know they've been doing the shit for a while. Um, yeah, you can tell that this is around the time where Kenny was like figuring shit out because I think Kenny's like the main guy mm-hmm. at the time that was responsible for women. I don't think he is anymore, but I'm not completely sure. Um, like I I don't keep track of what happens there. Um. So Swole said that there was just a lot of crap. She says, uh, there's honestly so much crap. I couldn't believe what we were, that we were honestly keeping it together. It was just chaos in a sense of no one knows what they're doing. Uh, I would have meetings with different higher ups to figure out what we can do. I was like, hey, can we do a camp? Can we have like, 
can we have uh okay she's like we can have jazz george south uh dustin or cody like come in and train the women in like in georgia or like texas um oh, yeah because and the reason why yeah. is yeah yeah because um uh, i remember around this time maybe i don't remember if it was like this time exactly but um i forgot who oh i think it was serena deep uh serena deep had like an interview or something where she says that a lot of the times like the reasons that a lot of women were not getting like a lot of uh screen time and stuff was because a lot of the women that AEW have were not used to working like on TV and weren't like fully fully trained mm-hmm. so I guess that's why she was having like uh, suggesting that they do like um, trainings and stuff and like yeah. meetings um, yeah well um, they only saw each other once a week and training wasn't mandatory it should have been yeah but like she said it at 2724. Um, I can't remember how exactly she worded it because I didn't like quote that like verbatim. Um, but she did say that they only saw each other once a week. Once a week. Why the fuck did my voice do that? And training wasn't mandatory. At 2920, she talks about a storyline of Nyla, Diamante, uh, right? Yes. Herself. Meaning Big Swole, uh, Jade and Evelise. Wasn't that the one that like got fired? Like yeah. just like kept getting fired from places. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, Nyla wrote this storyline herself. Um, this is what led to the match that Swole had on her last episode of Dynamite that she showed up on. It was December sixteenth, twenty twenty. Um, it was Serena Deeb and Big Swole. Versus Diamante and Ivelisse. She said that she was looking forward to it. Because Nyla wrote it. And felt that they were finally starting to listen. And be like let's put more women on TV. This storyline. Fell through twice. They would start and stop it. Um, You can. You know. Um, You know. Yeah. I don't really remember this storyline that well. Because like I, I didn't said, either. I had I to like, forget l- fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like you gotta constantly remind me, or else I will forget. Like I try my best to remember, but it's not gonna happen. Uh, but yeah, I don't really remember this uh, storyline. But I mean, what I see from like uh, just like from looking at this, uh, it's good mm-hmm. to see that they do have like women like write their own stories, which you know is a good thing i feel like yeah Swole said that that's like Swole said that that's like really the only way that like you like closed mouths don't get fed is like a term that she used because like you have to be able to like do stuff like that yeah apparently uh i want to get in a little bit of a tangent about that but we'll get to it when we get to it um Mm -hmm. yeah so i i really do like the fact that you know they get to write their own stories, which is, you know, uh, it should be a given, but it's more of like a luxury. Um, but yeah, I feel like the fact that they would have to like constantly like start it and stop it and start it and stop it mm-hmm. is such a way of like, it, 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 it really like lets you see like what the women are to the higher ups. It's like, I mean, yeah, your storyline matters, but like, uh, look at Cody Rhodes. Like, what he's doing. Like, 
you know, that's that's a little more important, you know? Yeah. Even I don't though, know if like, Cody was doing anything around this time, but like that's basically like their motive, their thing, basically. It's just saying like, yeah, like I see the storyline you have and everything, but like this match with Kenny Omega like has to get pushed, you know, like it, it has to like we'll yeah. put you on the sidelines. Okay. I just cannot get my names right cody Rhodes is always doing something but he's simultaneously doing nothing yes at the exact same time like he is the embodiment of go on girl give us nothing literally um yeah like i don't know every storyline with cody is just like oh we have cody and he's you know one of like the most known figures made of you gotta give him something to do that's like that's what every storyline comes across to me i never feel like oh you know cody is like you know he's getting like a fire lit up on his ass or something and he's gonna Uh like do something like really good and like oh wow i'm really interested in this cody storyline um no it's just kind of like oh yeah here's cody here's we're gonna put him in the storyline with checks notes this wrestler and then throw him out there have like three matches Cody loses one of them and then he goes on this big like oh you know I'm gonna beat you because I have family America and then America and uh, I have a black baby but I, I solve racism baby, I solve racism I solve yeah. racism and I you know I founded the COVID vaccine and <laughs> then I'm gonna come back at you and I'm gonna beat you and then he beats them and it's like Woo. but like there's never any stakes you know mm-hmm. i don't know i feel yeah. like a lot of times they put them on tv just because they have to yeah originally i kind of wanted to like keep this um conversation on soul's podcast to just like to talk about diversity give me one sec but um i then she like i realized just how much she was talking about the way that like the women's division was like mishandled and I really, like, I want to highlight that because she is quoted as saying that was the kind of the life of trying to get something going with the women's division, a lot of starts and stops, and only one person at a time. And that was until Swole came up with uh, herself versus Diamante. Yeah. I don't know why my brain does not compute that. <laughs> um. She said, these women are aggravated, we're tired, we're aggravated, we want to be on TV, we want to get better, we want to have chemistry. Um, when they started doing uh, Monty versus Swole, um, it was like a resounding notion in the back with the women that that should have been on television, and I agree. Yeah, it should have been. Um, um, yeah, I remember around this time they were doing like a hashtag black wrestling draws uh mm-hmm. i think that's what the hashtag was i wasn't fully sure but i know that people were like really writing hard for this match because they mm-hmm. saw that you know these women were like really passionate about it and they're like why is this on dark you know yeah um so people were, like really writing hard for this match all right so around like 33 uh minutes and 20 seconds soul starts talking about like the women and she starts talking about how sometimes they're told to pull back like regarding the dark matches and stuff Uh and or they're told that like this person isn't going to know how to do xyz whatever and i think 
in my opinion, it's just they're not going to know how to do it because you don't put in the work to get them to learn how to do it. Like, um, it's to me, I think that you need to have in order to have a good company, it needs to be like strong all around. You Mm -hmm. need to be all of your like factors need to be on equal basis. Otherwise, like, you know, it's like a, a scale you know yeah they have to be even but to me it feels like the men's division is like up whereas the women's division is down and it's because you know hiring inexperienced women is fine you know like it's not a bad business practice because Mm -hmm. they're usually they're young and they can work for you longer whatever right yeah and it's what wwe's been doing recently but i think you need to put in the work to train them so they can do to make them like the biggest players they can possibly be and you can throw them out there i think the way to do that you have to put them in dark matches the only way that you're ever going to learn how to do something is if you do it like you can't just learn from like oh saying like oh do this do that that like you have to actually do it I think dark matches are totally the way for women to be um more creative with their spots and learn new techniques that they wouldn't and have like a live audience to bounce off of Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have if they were training in an empty ring I like the nightmare factory or something yeah like I think dark matches are really, really important for um, untrained wrestlers. Not untrained, but like people that are like just wrestlers that want to get better. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. people that are set on improving. Like you put Jade Cargill, Mm -hmm. who is still very much improving. Like she's good already, but she's Mm -hmm. still improving. If you put her in a dark magic and somebody that knows how to work, like a Thunder Rosa or something, and you have her try out new things that she can um bounce off of the crowd from like if she does this one thing like how does the crowd react like I think dark matches like teach them so much Mm -hmm. and like you can't get that anywhere else and there's no pressure of oh you know this is on live tv um yes they do need to learn to work in front of the cameras that's why you need to put um that's why you need to put them on dark or put them on you know like no, dark is like the only thing they have, right? No, they have dark, dark elevation. Yeah, dark, dark elevation. Put them like that. Um, but yeah, dark yeah. matches are good. It's not on live TV. You can edit it out. Like, I think it's really good that they go hard in their dark matches, so that whenever mm-hmm. they eventually do go to TV, they're good. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, anyone's really saying that, like, dark matches aren't good. Like, there's, like, they do serve a purpose. Like, there's a reason why every company does them. Um, But I do think that, like, if you're not going to require your wrestlers to, like, train themselves, and you're, like just straight up telling these people oh well this person isn't going to know how to do xyz like i don't think it's 
fair in a certain sense of the word to like expect the like signed wrestlers to carry the weight of like the unsigned wrestlers you know yeah like on the dark matches yeah like i really and truly feel like if you're gonna do that then you kind of need to change how you're like doing that and kind of put it in like more of a developmental way you know yeah uh i don't really know it's just i think if you say this person isn't going to know how to do xyz whatever um i think you're kind of like limiting yourself because it's it's a dark match right Mm -hmm. like nobody is going to care right as long as nobody gets injured nobody cares like just fucking teach them how to do it like i mm-hmm. think if you say like oh this was can't do anything and you just write it off like that like you're holding yourself back from what you exactly that do that's what i was trying to get out but like i could not do it um but yeah like that's exactly what i was trying to say <laughs> um uh, yeah. and then about at about like 38 minutes she gives her reasons for leaving um she said that she felt like a lot of things needed to change um that the structure was a little bit off and she felt that the women shouldn't have had to gone through everything that they went through just to get on tv and then at 3904 this is another thing that i really wanted to like note she said um i can't remember like really like the context exactly but like she's talking about like why like what the women were getting put through and she said something to the effect of or you're not putting people on tv because more people are coming in yeah um this is like a big thing that like people like all these like um they're like it's the first thing that people are quick to like point at AEW for um they sign a lot of talent mostly ex-WWE but also like talent that's just like become free agents so like they recently just signed like Mm -hmm. Jay Lethal and Jay Lethal is a really good example of this um yeah so like Jay Lethal comes in right he comes in he takes you know a whole segment like announcing his signing and then he talks to like Sammy Guevara or something right I don't Mm -hmm. remember but yeah so uh, that segment could have been like a three-minute women's match and while it wouldn't have mattered um and it would have been a short match. That's three minutes that those two performers can learn to work in front of a crowd, to work in front of like live cameras and like really get a feel for it um, that you could have mm-hmm. had it right there. That's three minutes that could be used for the women to build up a storyline yeah. of their own. That way you're not only having storylines involving Britt Baker and a fucking like tournament. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then Jay Lethal comes in, takes, you know, all this time, whatever. Mm-hmm. He has one match on like Rampage, I think. I don't know. Or was it Dynamite? I don't remember. Um, and then we never see him again. And then we never see him again. And it's like all of these talents are getting lost in the shuffle because there's so much, there's so little space in the main event, the mid card, the tag team, the women. Well, actually, there's not enough space in the women's. There's too much space in the women's. But all of the, these three divisions, the tag team uh, and the main event and the mid card, those are all mm-hmm. perfectly like 
really nicely stacked, you know? Yeah. And the people that are in the upper mid card, you know, they can either go up to the main event scene or they can go up to the mid card, whatever. They're still in good in a good uh, position. Mm-hmm. But like the more people you add, like you're not going to know what to do with them. So then they're just sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. And I guess that's what she was talking about, maybe where like she says that the structure was off. Because yeah, I mean, it's like the structure of that and um, the like not knowing really like who to go to with the women's division. Like it seems like there's not a lot of like clear. um, Yeah. Like. I don't know if I want to say like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. There aren't a lot of like people in power like. Well, I mean, I don't know it that way because, you know, Tony does seem to be kind of, like, hands-on. I want to say it's more of a, like, it's very undecided who should handle what. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and then she's saying that, like, the women shouldn't have gone through everything they went through just to get on TV. And Mm -hmm. I saw the people were on Twitter after the street fight on uh, Rampage, which I heard was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and watch it. Yeah, but, me too. Um, yeah, so it's like, how come, like, the only way that women can ever be solidified as, like, you know, good wrestlers or, you know, like, um, good talent is if they bleed. Because, um, like, we yeah. all saw, like, Britt Baker bleed in the match with Thunder Rosa. Like, that iconic image. Like, blood in her mm-hmm. eye and everything. Uh, and, that you know, that got her a women's title. Uh, and then Allie and Ty Conti, they were like, yeah, their faces were red with blood. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the only way that they can ever get, you know, like a good spot on the card is if, you know, they put themselves through all of that? I, I don't think that's really fair, considering that there are plenty of men who, you know, d- don't do shit and they're still yeah. being put in good positions on the card. You know, like Sammy Guevara doesn't do shit. He's still made of a rampage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's be honest, like even CM Punk and this, I don't know. It's like, listen, this guy is iconic. Okay. And people really do love him. There's no reason. This man should be given like 20 minute, that's an exaggeration, like 20 minute fucking promos on, oh, I'm just, I'm so glad to be here. I love you guys. Like, okay, what, like, why? You've said the same shit in every single city. Like, why am I not seeing I think, women occupying yeah. this time? I think that if he's not there to, you know, call somebody out or if he's Mm -hmm. not there to uh, start a storyline with somebody, uh, there's no reason for him to go out. Like, if you want to give, you know, their fans, like, their, you know, chance to sing along to Cult of Personality, you know, for him to, like, stage dive, all of that, whatever. Like, do it after the show. Like, do it after the show. You know, there's plenty of times like when I went to uh, Dynamite, there was times like at the end, like Eddie Kingston always gets to have like, you know, well, I don't know if he always does, but when I was there, he gave like the final like words or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
yeah like he came out did his entrance whatever cut a promo and then he like i feel like that's what cm punk should be doing yeah like, like he could be doing that and like even if he's like calling someone out like there's really no reason for him to get like a long ass entrance and then the time to do that like he can record promos yeah like you can have little like backstage clips like no person i'm sorry i don't care like no person to me is like so important that they have to take time away from not even just like women wrestlers but just like other wrestlers in general yeah like one time Q2 you guys are so his entrance. Mm-hmm. yeah like it's just like you guys are all like I don't know. It's just like I don't understand it. And people were like complaining about WWE not to like draw like those conclusions. They're all like, well, all they do is like use their legends for like clout. What the fuck do you think they're doing with CM Punk? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he gets to wrestle, but like, what do you think the purpose of him coming out and like getting you guys to sing along to his song? Like, what do y'all think that's about? Yeah, and Sting. Like, yeah, I love Sting, but like same purpose. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, I guess Christian like, to an extent, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like at least with like, like with that, that's like a solid storyline that he's like a part of, and like he comes out as like a manager, you know. Mm-hmm. Like even then, like some of his appearances could, you know, not happen. It's just, like, and to carry on with, like, the Big Swole thing, because I feel like I got us distracted. Um, Like, one of the reasonings for, like, Big Swole's eyes opening, like, was her daughter making an observation that, like, I myself had made. She said that her daughter started moving towards WWE because they were showcasing black talent and she named Big E and like Bianca. Um, and it's like when a company that is literally had the whatever the fuck Vince is like say the N-word when like a company like that like a company that had two of its people. It was like JR and I can't remember the other fuck's name. Like straight up told our truth that like this was a white man's like sport. Like when you have a company like that beating you with their representation, and even then it's kind of iffy. But like when they're showcasing more black talent and when they're showcasing more women than you, that's when you know you have a fucking problem, especially whenever you had built yourself with the promise that you are going to be more diverse and inclusive yeah like how are you gonna let vince beat you like that yeah and i i think it's i think with the women especially uh women are having feuds outside of the time this is like the bechdel test (laughs) for like women's wrestling like (laughs) can they have a feud that does not involve the title (laughs) Does this show pass that test? Um, but yeah, like you have <laughs> Naomi and Sonia Deville. You have Dana Brooke doing whatever Dana Brooke is doing. Uh, the I don't watch Raw. Okay, I'm sorry. I championship. Does she even still have it? I hope she does. She's so I, proud of that thing. She is. I love that for her. 
Uh, like I said, I don't watch Raw. But yeah, anyways, you yeah. have, you know, Beth Phoenix coming out to beat Maurice's ass. Like, you have Maurice being Maurice and Maurice. absolutely nailing it. I'm sorry, so Michael. I'm stealing her from you. I don't know. But <laughs> I hope he can fight. I hope he can fight because I will fight. <laughs> uh, anyways, respectfully. Um, respectfully. Uh, anyways, and then. You know, like that, and then not even like to move on to NXT, where there's like a million women's feet. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I see more women in that show than I see men. Like <laughs> I feel like I see yeah, women and- all the time. And when they were, you know, doing like the Wednesday Night War shit, whatever. Like, how are you gonna let a developmental company beat you in their diversity mm-hmm. and in their in, um, like showcasing of women? Like, yeah, how? I don't know. It's just, it's kind of pathetic. And then she says, like, another thing at uh, 42 minutes and 8 seconds in, give or take. She said, it's 2021. Why are there people saying it'll take three years for AEW to have a black champion? This is a scripted sports, sweetheart. It shouldn't take that long. And did she lie? Yeah. Like, I, I think at this point, and I don't know whether it's, like by design well but anyways it has to be by design is the question we should be asking is is the Hmm. design intentional like is it just like them subconsciously being like okay well we'll do all this and like they're like genuinely like that stupid that they don't recognize that they don't have any real diversity or is it a like actual move like are they conscious of what they're doing and continuing to do it anyway even though they have fans saying that this is like ruining wrestling for them yeah i feel like right now in like the men's scene because in the women's scene obviously you have like jade and nyla whatever credible contenders Mm -hmm. i feel right now in the men's scene i feel like i can't name one like person of color black person hispanic per- like latino whatever i feel like i can't mm-hmm. name one person who's like a credible contender for the title like i don't know if it's by design or if it's just like subconsciously or just by complete accident i don't know but i feel like right now i can't name like a single person who i think is like good enough to be world champion right now mm-hmm. like they're not building up wrestlers of color for that um for that like position like to be a champion they're not like building them up for that all of their future like you know um i don't i completely forgot what i was gonna say um but yeah it's like it's just, it's really bizarre. And you have people saying, like, what are you talking about? Like, we see Will Hobbs, like, to quote Tony Khan, um, like, Jade, like, they love name dropping, like, Jade and Nyla, like, Hobbs, um, the acclaimed, like, all of these people. And it's like, okay, like, that's great. But, like, the fact that you feel the need, like, you can list off, like, that many like you can just like name them like that is like really weird and mm-hmm. it's weird because it's like 
it just kind of makes them seem like, oh, well, you're, like, using them as, like, oh, well, we see, well, we see, like, we have all these, like, black it's people It's the equivalent stuff. of, like, oh, you know, I know a lot of black people. And yeah. They, like, list one black friend, you know? It's that mm-hmm. same, like, equivalent, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I have a ton of black friends. Like, yeah, like, I know so much about this. And it's, like, one black person. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that really, like, counts. Um, but, yeah, so she called AEW out on their lack of diversity. But I'm going to I'm gonna say, like, what she said, like, verbatim. Because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people, like, misinterpreted it. Um, one person in particular misinterpreted it. Uh, and, um, yeah, like... I, it, it needs to be said exactly what she said mm-hmm. so that way like you can see the scope of like how bad tk's response to this was um so she said uh i believe that the company is making better strides than beforehand but there's a couple of things that need to be fixed you have to be able to call people out because not everything is perfect i hope they listen to this with an open heart and not just a uh she's saying this because of xyz but i genuinely want them to succeed i love this art form i love wrestling and i want it to succeed and i want the people in it to succeed if they are genuine people i want wwe to succeed i want wrestling to flourish and i don't want it to be a long forgotten tart Tartarian? Tartarian. Tartarian type of sport where in the old days we used to wrestle. We used to have the WWE and it was folklore. I want nothing but the best, but I also want the change and application to happen. With promises you made to be diverse, I want to see that. Not just with Black people who would love, I would love to see a Latino or Hispanic or more Asians. Um, I feel like Asians and Indians do not get enough love. They don't. It's such a big gap. I hate the fact that I turn on the TV and it's the same stuff over and over again. Hopefully they get the message. Me leaving, honestly, was not bad. There's no bad blood between TK and I. It was just, I don't like my piece being disrupted. I don't like certain things and other things that I will take to my grave. That diversity, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and she also said, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say what Tony said. Oh, and like another deal that like she said, and like this is um another like verbatim. She said, "quote Outside of lack of structure, their biggest issue is diversity, and that's kind of like fucked up." Um, she said, "Outside of their what the fuck? Outside of referring to lack of structure, their biggest issue is diversity. I do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity and my people. There's no representation, truly. And when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everybody is so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top and in the room with them. They are not helping to necessarily influence decisions but explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said there's no one who can explain our culture and experience except for us yeah so then uh fightful um like tweeted out an article that had you know that quote in it uh more specifically that quote than mine um but yeah and tony khan found this um and he quote tweeted it and this tweet is still up by the way i don't know why but it is uh he says the top two aew execs are brown me and mega i guess 
Jade, Bullens, Castor, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole con- I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. So listening to this, you know, you might see why some of us were turned off from watching Rampage um, last Friday. Because Mm-hmm. this man showed his ass um so i feel i don't even how do we dissect this tweet <laughs> what, okay. do you want to go sentence by um, sentence or something okay yeah all right yeah we can go sentence by sentence so the top two aew executives are brown um i think this is so swole was talking about how there's nobody I'm assuming she means like black, but it, it could also be like people's color, like mm-hmm. in general. But like there aren't anybody represented at the top. Like there's nobody to clear to like, you know, say like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say this. Like this could come across as like insensitive. Like there's nobody there with that culture, mm-hmm. with that experience telling you, maybe don't say you're black belt. Blacks black on bitch. live TV yeah don't say that either like maybe don't say that you know uh, there's nobody at the top who's like informed on that to make those decision decision decisions and so therefore like aew like if the product like written comes out as looking very white like it's really like mm-hmm. um what's the word i'm trying to think of like colonized Caucasian I guess (laughs) like it comes across as really white it's like you can tell like sometimes when they write some of these things it's like you can tell there is like no black people in the room Mm -hmm. or like no like Hispanic people in the room like you can tell Mm because who says this (laughs) you know yeah um yeah that's exactly what Swell was talking about in the point completely went over tony's head yeah next sentence uh i just want to say before we move on to the next sentence uh cedric alexander actually tweeted like a gift and it says like the point like going over your head like that mm-hmm. gift, you know he actually tweeted that uh like with no caption or anything which like good on you for sticking up for your wife i guess um, yeah um yeah because some people are saying like tagging him like aren't you gonna say anything he did but he didn't at the yeah. same time and you know i can understand why but yeah. you know yeah um go ahead all right so the next sentence was jade bowens caster dante nyla isaiah and mark quinn all won on tv this month okay so i replied to this tweet um with a screenshot from twitter user um underscore glitch three um underscore it's a deal of like every dynamite um, from the TNT era, Rosalie counted. Um, there are 16 POC wrestlers that have main events at Dynamite. 17, if you want to count Sammy Guevara, he's Cuban, and those are always kind of, you know, it's kind of like we're weird. not sure how he classifies himself. Yeah. So it's 16 to 17 in two years. That is not diversity. Two also, or three, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like two I or know three. Like two or three. Um, and like a lot of them. Sta- oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
uh, a lot of them were repeating well like mm-hmm. out of all of those events like i didn't count like repeating ones i didn't count how many times they made evented but the ones that i saw that made evented the most were the lucha bros and sammy guevara like something including sammy guevara most of the time it was like inner circle um mm-hmm. And then I think Pride and Powerful, uh, Susanna Ruiz. I think those mm-hmm. are like the close second to like the yep. most like people of color that I saw like uh, main eventing. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. Um, in the championship scene, the total men's champions. This includes um, the tag titles. It has to for this math to work. One out of nineteen champions have been black no one out of 19 champions have been black 15 out of 19 have been white and 4 out of 19 have been like Hispanic or like Latinos wait I'm I'm not sure like the best way to classify that no that'd be 20 I think you miscounted how oh Four plus one is five, and then fifteen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. plus five How is twenty. Fuck. Yeah, you're so right. Okay. Um, one out of nineteen champions have been black. Fifteen out of nineteen have been white, and three out of nineteen have been like Hispanic slash like Latino. I don't. I'm not sure like the best way to classify that because I don't know like. Um, who identifies as what necessarily. Okay. Um, I'm finding like the list of like who all it was. Um, Jesus Christ. I think it would be Sammy Guevara and then the Lucha Bros, right? Yeah. And then one out of 19 is Scorpio Sky. And then mm-hmm. the rest are the rest. Are the rest. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to classify Chody as like, you know, one fourth Latino, there mm-hmm. you go. There's okay, your three and the one deal. fourth. <laughs> All of the um the uh like world or whatever the fuck hangman has right now. Chris Jericho, Mox, Kenny, oh, and Hangman have been champs. For the main title, I can't remember what they call it. <laughs> I don't know why my brain's not working today. Um, then we have Cody Rhodes, Brody Lee, Darby Allen, Miro, and Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Scorpio, Sky, and Frankie Kazarian for tag champs. Hangman and Kenny, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, Matt and Nick Jackson, um, Phoenix, and Penta. Um, the deal for the the statistics for the women's champions. Uh, one out of four, Britt Baker has been white. Two out of four has been Japanese. That's uh, Rio and Shida. And one out of four has been a black native woman. Nyla Rose, obviously. Yeah. Um, the women's obviously seems a lot more diverse, but this could also be accounted by the fact that when Kenny Omega was in charge, uh, like a shit ton of the talent was Japanese because they were like from... A bunch of like uh Yoshi promotions. So I say mm-hmm. like I say like I Yoshi, no like I say Yoshi like you know, like Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Or is it like Yoshi? Because people have no say clue. it really weird. Okay, anyway, from mm-hmm. you know, Japanese female promotions. Uh, yeah. 
And like, to, okay, so like with the sample size that we have, yes, it's more diverse, but also four champions compared to um, 19. Yeah. But then again, so, also just one title. But also, yeah. they don't defend as often. Mm-hmm. And also it could be accounted for by the fact that there is a smaller division. Yeah. How the fuck are they going to make two titles work? They could barely make one work. I have no clue. Hopefully, I mean, the logical answer is uh, give women women more screen time. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they, they do that. Hopefully, they do that. Um. Anyway, we kind of got a little caught up on yeah. that. Do you want to go to the third sentence? Um, the TBS title term has been very diverse. Um, that's kind of the same sentiment as before, like. You know, if you kind of have to point out that it's been diverse, you're kind of doing a shit job at making sure it's actually diverse. Okay, okay. and the last sentence that we're going to talk this about last is... This last sentence. This last sentence is the one it's that pisses me off. technically not the last. Well, actually... Technically, okay. it's not the last, but the last it's, sentence that we're going to Actually, give, you know what? Um, we, we could talk about the last, actual last sentence, too. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so the second to last, is that what it would be? Yeah. So the second to he last said, sentence, this is the one that pisses me off. Yeah. Tony said, I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. So now there are many things to unpack in this sentence. So can you get off there? There are a lot of things to unpack about that sentence. One, what makes a man think that it is okay to publicly humiliate a woman? Two, what makes a man think that it is okay to publicly humiliate a black woman when she is talking about diversity issues? Third thing, what makes a male employer feel like it is okay to talk down to a black woman and publicly humiliate her in front of a shit ton of future employers. Fourth thing, I'm going to make it a little more gender neutral. What makes an employer think that it's okay to talk down to a, a future, like an ex-employee like that where other employers have the chance of seeing it? Yeah. I think this is really, like, there are so many things to unpack. So, I want to start off with the first part. I let Soul, I let Soul's contract expire. Um, the way I took this, because I remember when Soul announced that she was leaving, she says that she, like, chose to leave and that she was letting mm-hmm. her contract expire. But he says he let the contract expire, which makes me think that he didn't really, like, try to, like, get her to stay or, like, offer mm-hmm. any sort of way to, like, you know... Like, hey, like, hey, if you have a problem with anything, like, you know, tell me and I can try my best to fix it. You know, like, I feel like it makes her seem really invaluable. And Mm -hmm. as you can see from like what she had said, like they look to her to be like the sheriff of the women's division. Mm -hmm. And then here he comes saying like, oh, you know, I let her expire, like not even trying to get her to stay. And it makes her seem really like invaluable in the grand scheme of things because it's a slap to her face yeah it's like and and she actively said that there wasn't any like bad blood between them and then the second part of the sentence is i felt her wrestling wasn't good enough so like imagine you know 
trying like you're interested oh you know big soul just became like a free agent open for bookings whatever so then you 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 hop on twitter you know scrolling and you see tony khan owner of you know like the second biggest you know wrestling promotion in the u.s Uh um he says oh yeah you know this performer that you're really like you know like you're considering booking yeah she fucking sucks like she fucking sucks like that's why i let her go like for my really prestigious like second best promotion where like you know only the best cut it like imagine what that fucking looks like like fucking imagine what that looks like to you like that is just straight up like career like sabotage mm-hmm. like he is straight up that's sabotaging like, her basically publicly like I wouldn't okay it's not like it's extreme as like calling people and being like hey don't sign this person because that's like what blackballing is yeah but it is a form of blackballing like you are discrediting this person's achievements in front of future employers which is you know essentially like I said that's what like blackballing kind of is and it's like you're she has how many like a kid at least she has one kid two kids i don't know she has a family she has a family that she needs to feed like you are messing with her money potentially and that's not okay like i don't care if this was in football i don't care if this was happening in a pizza chain you as an employer you should never like discredit your employees achievements like that or their talent like that on a public platform i really don't think you should do it on general but like especially not in a public platform yeah like i think to me it's just so petty and i like it's like tell me that you can't take criticism like in any way shape or form like without telling me that you could take you can't take criticism because she said it so nicely like she was like raving on and on like hey i fucking love working here everybody treats each other like a family but you know i do of course you know have some complaints you know as one would with any fucking place that they work you know like i love where i work but i have my fucking complaints like Mm -hmm. it's just a natural thing that happens whenever you work anywhere like no one place that you're ever going to work is perfect and that is why you need to take the criticism that people give you so that that way you can work towards becoming a better like place to work in. Like uh-huh. say like saying this is basically saying like, oh, you know, like I'm perfect. Whatever you're saying, like, shut the fuck up. Like you're crazy. That never happened. He's gaslighting her. That's what he's fucking doing. He's gaslighting yeah. her. He is gaslighting her. And. Like, I know some people are going to be like, well, it's not fair to say that, like, this was a consequence. Big Soul literally has people, like, hoping that she kills herself. Yeah. And, like, publicly tweeting it as a result of Tony because he knows how his fan base is. The AEW fan base will literally attack people for the smallest things. Mm-hmm. Like, I was fortunate, like, I'm um, fortunate that, like, only two people, like, tried to come at me. And, like, it was just, like, a one-and-done thing. Um, But, like, for Big Swole, it's not like that. She has countless people, like, probably calling her every single slur in the book, wishing suicide on her. 
Yeah, probably she just posted, even like the Instagram death DM. She just posted like Instagram DM of somebody like calling her like the N word. I think with the hard R. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, like, is it just one? Did Tony just do this one person? Yes, but if you do not sit here and hold him accountable for the way that he's talking to Swole, like. There's no telling who else he could do this to, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't... I I always felt like whenever people talked about Tony Khan or, like, working in AEW, they're like, oh, you know, it's fucking perfect here. Like, WWE, like, fucking sucks ass. Like, I came to AEW and it was like I was treated like a god. You know, like, I have so much freedom and all of that. But I highly doubt that that's the same feedback that you know female talent get especially like female talent of color especially black female talent i i don't think that that's a lot of the uh, same like shared experiences i think it's because they were a bigger name that they get to you know work in this place and it's fucking amazing or whatever but i don't think that that's like a universal thing um that they go through but i just you know like it's so incredibly like petty and it's so like it's such a blow to her career and you know i feel like she'll be fine because obviously if uh-huh. you say if tony Khan says like oh you know uh I, I never thought her wrestling was good but like you go back in like every fucking interview and he's like oh you know i love big swole like i think her she's a, an extremely good wrestler or whatever blah, blah, blah. like or you just watch any big swole match like you see that she can work so i don't think it's going to like heavily impact her career but still mm-hmm. like it's such a like you know kick in the balls from someone who like you you think you don't have any beef with and it's you know it's all good and then they're here they come and say like oh well you fucking sucked anyways like i never liked you like what the fuck that's insane to me yeah it's just like i don't um like i don't think that anyone should be like spoken to like that especially not when all they're trying to do is give you valid criticism on how you can improve yeah i think especially not i especially think that you need to have like thicker skin and be more receptive to this type of thing especially when you have build yourself as progressive yeah and it's just like it took three years we'll say three years but the mask finally slipped and now like you can see tony khan's true colors and a lot of people ourselves included were like oh how long is it like gonna take for him to like do something big like this and it finally happened and just like that realization and then wwe to like rope them in like you know they gave the championship to Brock Lesnar and like they had E eat the pin yeah we'll talk about that kind of um and so it's just like it's been really hard to like see that like oh so we're really not that far removed from JR telling our truth that this is a white man's sport you know Mm mm-hmm which that is an actual thing. Like R Truth talked about that, and that is why I am mad at Jr. 
Like I forgot that it happened and now I remember and now I am like extra mad at him again. Yeah, and then the final sentence, which I think is an even bigger kick to the balls. Uh hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. Um mm-hmm. so in my time zone, he posted this like 50 minutes before uh Rampage. Yeah, at 618. Wait, yeah, he no, posted yeah, it yeah, at 618. Yeah, he, he did, okay, okay. Um, cause Rampage was on a Saturday, right? Or am I tripping? No, it was that night. It was like okay, so there wasn't a SmackDown because all they did was like an end of the year thing, and so like I don't really think anyone watched it because it's like counting down the biggest moments of twenty twenty one. And then Rampage was like after the time slot that SmackDown should have been. Oh, it so felt like a Saturday, time. but it was on oh. a Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was like three hours before Rampage or something. I don't know. Whatever. So he posted, he, 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 he added that to the end of the sentence. And it's like, I think it's so disrespectful to basically, you know, like ruin, well, not ruin, but like heavily like hit somebody's career like that. And then in the next sentence, you're like, okay, well, watch my show. Yeah. Like, that is such. Kicking the balls to me. Like, I also, I kind of, I'm not going to sit here and say that that's his intention, but knowing how um, important Swole was to the um, women's division and how, like, particularly, um, like, um, promoting the street fight on that, I don't feel like that was coincidental you know mm-hmm. like he could have just said like um aw rampage tonight but like, he added the street fight you know like yeah. i kind of feel like the fact that like it was specifically like the only women's moment like i feel like that was kind of targeted as well of course, I could just be being oversensitive, but like I don't trust Tony Khan. I've never trusted him. I've always like the whole like Bessie Tony thing has been like a joke. Yeah, that was because a joke. We don't like it. We never like yeah. it. Okay. But um yeah, like it it's so, so like I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put it past it to say that either because I don't know. I I, I feel like um Maybe it wasn't like a, it was like an indirect jab at her. Maybe it wasn't his intention, but you know, it that's how it comes across is like, oh, you say there isn't any like diversity or like women don't get any matches. Pfft, look, look at, look at Rampage right there. We got, we got a street fight. Mm-hmm. Are they main eventing? No, but we got a street fight. What was the main event? Hold on. It probably was, a, was it the street fight? I, I, they said it did. I think it was. Or, I, I don't, don't know. know. Let, let me look it up. I'm, I'm cutting it off. Because usually, I don't fucking know, dude. It was. It. I know it took place. The um that match took place like after the hook thing. Oh no, I yeah, it was Cody versus Ethan Page. That was the main event. Oh. Oh, why? I feel like I knew that, but like I don't know. I forgot that I was match right. was happening. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I said, yeah, Cody comes on screen, I will block it out. Uh. <laughs> but yeah so to me it's like saying like oh you know like you say there isn't enough like are there aren't any like women whatever like oh here's like a latina 
on Rampage. And it, it's a street fight. You know, this is a really cool thing that women don't get to do that often. A match on Rampage. Isn't that crazy? Look, go watch it. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I mean, I can I can kind of, like, agree with that. Um, But, like, all in all, it's just messy and disheartening and gross. Yeah. So then, after Tony Khan tweeted this, um, people, well, granted, it was also the end of the year. So they could have just been reflecting but um people like there are different wrestlers they were like going on twitter or they were going on instagram and posting like long statements about like you know how grateful they were to be in aw how much they loved aw the opportunities that aw gave them and then some people actually did like uh either like quote tweet or like retweet or reply baker yeah uh to tony khan's tweet uh, some of them just retweeted it and didn't say anything. And then some of them, like, actually, like, you know, responded. Um, but they were all, like, you know, defending him and shit. So they were getting a lot of flack from, uh, you know, wrestling Twitter, who were obviously saying, like, why are you agreeing with this? Like, he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Like, like the main one, I think, that, like, kind of got under my skin was will hobbs and it was because of the fucking pick up the phone line you know yeah also i think ricky Ricky deleted his twitter because of that because i think he retweeted it i'm not completely sure wait really yeah because i looked it up and then it says like why did like ricky starks like delete his twitter or something and it's like oh because he retweeted the tweet or something oh i didn't know that well, um, that could just be a rumor. I, I don't know. I don't know. All I saw was that he um um I just saw that like he had deleted just still. But okay, yeah. Like the last thing Hobbs said was lastly, if you have an issue with someone, pick up the phone. Um boy, if you don't switch your ass down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I just that one was like obviously like pro Tony Khan. Like, Thunder Rosa's could have been more of, like, a, um, just, like, a nostalgia thing. Because, yeah, like, I don't uh, think, like, she specifically mentioned Tony Khan. I could also be, like, making that up to protect my own feelings. <laughs> um, but that, like, that right there is just, like, are you serious? Like, she's fighting for you, and you're gonna side with Tony. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, like, what I do know is that there are some people that um, remind me why wrestling is really important to me, and as time has gone on, um, I have not been disappointed yet, and that is with Kevin Blackwood. That's right, we're gonna break away from this whole thing, and I'm going to do the indie match spotlight um i'm not gonna go into like a lot of detail um i think this match like was kind of just like an not i don't want to say like an accident but like right place right time um it's kevin blackwood versus janai kai it was originally supposed to be kevin blackwood versus someone else but they ended up not being able to do it or something and so he called in janai kai and she was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And it's, if you've seen, I don't know. 
where I was going with that. It's a really good match. It's really solid. That's the match that we're going to like kind of spotlight. And it's more of just the, hey, you should like check this out. I'm not going to, you know, do a play-by-play like we did on the last episode. Um, because we do have other things to talk about. I just want you guys to like have the opportunity to check that match out. It is on YouTube. Kevin Black would post it himself. Whenever we post this episode, I'll attach a um, link to the match as well. Because it's free. We I think that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to... Honestly, I think I might stay away from like IWTV live matches. Um, and just do like the matches that are like free on YouTube. That way they're accessible. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. So start off your new year by watching yeah. and watching good wrestling and support indie wrestling because at the end of the day, uh, indie wrestling is the backbone of wrestling. Um, yep. So you need to support it. Um, so speaking of the new year, we had a pay per view on the first Ooh. day of the new year. I know, I know. I'm gonna give you a little <laughs> second to suck that in. Um, <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So day one, um, the concept of this pay-per-view was really weird to me because it just kind of got sprung up on us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So day one, WWE pay-per-view first day of the year. Um, it certainly was pay-per-view that happened. Uh, yep, it we certainly have, happened. Well, I half watched this. I was like playing like Batman uh, Origins, Arkham Origins, and I had it like on my iPad, and I was just like watching it, like half watching it. Um, but um, yeah, I guess we're just gonna run down through it. Uh, the pre-show match. Yeah, I read while this match happened. <laughs> yeah, the pre-show match. Nothing to you know write home about. Sheamus and Ridge won. However. Uh, Ridge got taken out of the match like I guess like halfway through I'm not sure because Ricochet was doing like a a standing like splash on him might have been like a standing 450 I don't know but like Mm -hmm. his foot and like his leg like landed like right on Ridge's face and it broke his nose oh which that's why he posted the picture of like the tampons in his nose (laughs) He did not have tampons in his nose. They looked like it a little bit. (laughs) Like she's a man. (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) Um, It's so good. Watch she's a man if you haven't. It's really good. I watched it in Spanish class. Because sometimes he would go on like, you know, pirate movie sites. And he would just Mm -hmm. put on like movies for us to watch when we were bored and didn't want to do anything. I kept telling him (laughs) to make us watch Shrek 2. But he kept saying no. And I was like, what the fuck? So now me and that Spanish teacher, we have beef. We have beef. Oh, wow. It's real beef. Yeah. So then this first match, nothing to write home about except for that injury. So then Seamus had to like pull through at the end by himself, which like good for him. Um, so then we had the Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I was half watching this match, but from what I saw, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they The Usos won with the 3D. But I guess it's called the One D now. I, is that what <laughs> it is that what? Oh no, I think Pat McAfee said it was a D one. 
the it was for day one like day one ish i think i don't know dude i was like hardcore reading i I did not pay attention to any of these matches at all well i did a little bit um yeah so it's either called the one direction or the uh day one for the paper i don't know also by the way i just want to say like this the the logo for this pay-per-view looks so much like the raw logo whenever i saw like the you know how like at the top where they have like the the logo for the pay-per-view like on the little like uh railing thingy you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. yeah sure you're gonna we're gonna pretend you know what i'm talking about it looks like the raw logo like, I swear, I feel like I was watching Raw the entire time. Also, I don't know if it was just because I was watching it on my iPad and I got to look at it closer. But, like, I swear they got new cameras or something because, like, that shit looks smooth. It looked good on my TV, too. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say it. It looked a little too smooth. Yeah, I know. I was, like, so It was a little too polished. I was so uncomfortable. Uh, but, yeah, anyways. Um, the Usos won. And then we had Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss. Um, this was that a match, match that could have like not happened. Yeah, Clowned but I mean, this pay per view is already suffering, so it can't it can't it can't hurt. Um, so then we had the Street Profits versus RK Bro. Migos were there for some reason. Yeah, uh, and then the Street Profits were wearing gear that was made by Bianca Belair. So and they looked good. They look good. They look so good. I'm like straight up. I'm simping. Mm-hmm. so yeah anyway the migos were there i guess because they're from atlanta or some shit i, I yeah that's I, why that's like literally the only migos. reason i don't listen to migos i don't know uh but yeah migos were there uh, yeah <laughs> so then we had i think probably my favorite match only because it's the one that i actually kind of watched uh it was mm-hmm. Edge versus the mids um maurice maurice is a queen maurice that's all you gotta know. Anyways, Maurice came out with her husband. Uh, and then Edge came out to the brood music because they've been doing that. So we got Vampire Vampire Edge. Uh, he came out with like the Ring of Fire and shit with like the glasses. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. And then it, you know, went into his regular entrance. Uh, uh, this match was fine. I left like a little bit. Uh, <laughs> during it to go get mcdonald's uh and then i get back and it's still going on so <laughs> um yeah and then uh maurice was like interfering and shit so then beth phoenix came out with like crazy hair and just like walked around the ring while maurice ran as fast as she could in those big ass like boots uh i don't know you know what, girl? I respect it. I respect the drip. And then, yeah, Edge won with a spear. And I guess they're uh, hinting at M- Ms. and Maurice versus Edge and Beth, which would be really cute. I think that that would be good. Yeah, I feel like it'll be good. Um, yeah. And then we had Liv Morgan with Specky Lynch. I don't know why. WWE things that I want to keep seeing Becky Lynch's champion, but here we are. Um, yeah, Liv looked really good in this match. She was pulling out like she really looks so good. Moves. Yeah, like you could definitely looked- tell she's been practicing. Yeah, and I like, love that for her. I know she's so passionate. That's what I love her. Uh, if she doesn't win at the Rumble, like 
if she doesn't win the rumble like oh my god like i, I don't know what the fuck they're doing but i want becky to not have a title anymore <laughs> like, I, i'm so tired of her. i am so tired of her uh so then we had a match that is so weird for a lot of reasons because i didn't know two of these people were in this match well one of these people who are in this match yeah so we have Big E versus Seth freaking Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. I did not know Seth Rollins was in this match. I thought he still had COVID. Me too. Yeah. And then Brock Lesnar was added because Roman Reigns contracted COVID. And it's so crazy that, you know, if we find out that he contracted COVID the day the like WWE decided to stop like requiring testing or like a couple of days after Mm-hmm. Like and we'll get more into that like yeah we'll later. get into that towards the end um but yeah this match to me felt short maybe because i wasn't paying attention but the ending really pissed me yeah. off me too the ending pissed me the fuck off uh so then bobby lashley was like gonna hit brock lesnar with something or i don't know what the fuck is going on then biggie hit lashley with the big ending or a spear or i don't know and then he was going to go hit Brock with the big ending, but Brock got out of it and he hit the F5 on Big E and he won the WWE Championship. And like, I don't like the fact that Big E lost the title this early. So soon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he lost the title and took the pin out of like the potential other like three men that could have taken that pin. Mm-hmm. and i don't like that it was to somebody that was literally in that match like hours like before like who mm-hmm. wasn't in that match like hours before but i guess if we look on the bright side as bright as it can be at least brock lesnar is on tv more often so how is that a bright side rosalie because the one thing that everybody hated the fact about you know brock lesnar being champion or whatever is that he's never on tv that faces the issue because he's on tv more so we get to see the title do you remember okay, but how do we was- know he's going to be on tv more because they have to they have when to. has he ever been on tv more whenever he wins the championship they have to they have to they have to they, they don't to. have to, they and they probably to. won't. They, they probably have to. Won't. They should, but they probably won't. They like, have you've seen, to. You've seen how this is going. They have to. You can re. You can change. You can change your fate. <laughs> you can change your fate. <laughs> you gotta do it. I'm just. I'm just. Don't hold your breath for Brock to show up on the TV more. He's really funny though. Recently, like he's been really funny. Yeah, I mean, he has. I'm, been I'm not funny, a Brock like, star by any means. I'm not a Brock star by any means. Brock star, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I think he's really funny. And like when he wants to, he can put on a good match. Yeah, um, like I can give him that, but like Batman is never, not like never, but like especially like a lot here recently. Every time he's won a championship, he's like gone and done like fuck all until someone challenges his favorite hobby. I can't go hunting. Like, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, me either. I, I don't like the- I don't have the patience and you have to wake up way too early. I- I've never been hunting. And I don't I want have- to. 
my uncle used to do it. My uncle, I don't know if he used to do it, if he still does it, but I, I, I don't do that shit. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, I guess now. So we lied at the beginning. Well, I lied at the beginning. We're not talking about New Year's Eve because we're tired. <laughs> we can't talk about it, though, if you want. Yeah, I lied. Anyways, um, so we're going to move on to the news because that's all that. Did we already talk about this? What? <laughs> about uh, pro wrestling tees being hacked in April. No, we talked about Parasitis being hacked, but we didn't hear about the fact, we didn't talk about the fact that it happened in April, and they didn't tell people until, like, December. Okay, bro, I swear to God, we've talked about it happening in April. I think, I think no, I we may have dreamed that we, like, recorded a podcast. No, we didn't. I have vivid memories of, like, talking about it and, like, giving my thoughts. Oh, well, what? you're gonna give this them again. On. You're gonna give them again. Okay. Okay. So first on the news, uh, Tony Storm was released from WWE, and this time she actually requested it. So apparently, like she literally just like finished the match that she was doing, and then she went and then she quit, and then she bought her own flight home and she left. Did she even like actually quit? I thought like she just literally bought plane tickets home and they're like oh she's gone and she was kind of like yeah whatever and no I think, she, I think she actually could um yeah that sounds all right i don't know i've seen so many different accounts to that but yeah tony storm's no longer with uh wwe which is you know good luck in your future endeavors yeah um yeah so good, good yeah. luck to her props to her for you know requesting her release and mm-hmm. uh good for her so yeah yeah pro wrestling tees as we have learned was actually hacked in april all the way yeah. in april all the way in april not in like november 1st ish like we had thought it did okay so they became aware i guess on the 1st of november but the mm-hmm. actual um, like ha- breach didn't happen. I mean, it happened in April. Yeah. And then they issued the statement on December 18th, which makes it look even worse. Yeah. They waited until after um, their like Black Friday deals and stuff, like their holiday sales had happened. Um, yeah. Also, the, uh, where did it say that? Apparently, it was, like, I kind of want to say it was, like, a lot of customers. Like, thousands. Like, I kind of want to say, like, I don't know if it was, like, 3,000 or, like, 30,000. I could have swore we've talked about this. Um, and I knew it then. Hold on. I'm trying to see how many... Okay, I can't see, like, how many people it affected, which is really weird. Um, oh, 31,000 people. That's okay, crazy. yeah, so, like, this breach affected um, 31,000 people. Um, 
I think we also mentioned this like whenever we actually talked about it, but um AEW said that like shop AEW was not affected. It was just um PWT's like side that had um gotten the data breach. Yeah, I feel like if AEW had been affected, they would have like been quicker to notify people of the breach, which you know is shitty, but I feel like that's how like their list of priorities. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, who's to say? Tony is showing his true colors. Yeah. So maybe they did know. Maybe they didn't. I just hope that everyone that was like negatively affected gets everything taken care of and things weren't messed up too much. Yeah. Now on to what we know is going to affect a lot of people. Because it has affected a lot of people already. WWE, for some reason, when there's a new variant out, decided to end COVID testing requirements. COVID tests are no longer mandatory. And as soon as this information was released... Like a domino effect. Um, A lot of production caught COVID. Um, Normal raw tapings have about 12 plus producers. They're down to about half that. As we mentioned, Seth Rollins had COVID, but fortunately he was able to um, get better in time for day one. Roman Reigns has COVID. Yeah, he had to get pulled out of day one. Uh, I think at before this like new rule i think they had been required to turn in negative tests uh twice a week i think i think yeah something like that which i think is a good you know uh time i mean like yeah you know pain in the ass to go get a covid test every week or did they say like every two weeks i feel like twice a week is kind of excessive because you know like imagine like getting like it's like uh dude covid has fucking sucked, imagine bro. getting that twice a week i feel like i don't wanna yeah like i think it might have been every two weeks or i i know it's something about two okay um hold on i can probably tell you like what it was before uh yeah like they had to like they were required to turn in negative covid tests like pretty often uh which you know good because uh-huh. they're on the road constantly um and you know they're you know being, uh, uh, interacting with a bunch of people okay. that don't have masks. According to Fightful Select, um, also I kind of want to start beef with Fightful. Um, the fact that they like put a lot of like wrestling news behind a paywall is kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, that's really stupid. anyway. Um, According to Fightful Select, Performance Center talent were informed that they will no longer need to partake in twice-weekly COVID testing. This had previously been mandatory. Furthermore, an email was sent to the main roster informing them that weekly testing wasn't required. It remains unclear as to whether a vaccination qualifier was added to the ruling. Um, Dave Meltzer noted... um, Writing the December 20th, 27th edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer noted that numerous NXT wrestlers tested positive for COVID-19 during a weekly Monday testing. 
Although no names have been confirmed, it is also suggested that there are main ro roster talents who have also tested positive. And I guess now that we know that that was um, Seth, because I think we talked about it last week, and I don't know if like this information had like been like made known at that point in time. But whenever they went to Madison Square Garden, um, New um, Biggie, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins were removed from the card, despite being advertised on that show. And then Seth confirmed that he had tested positive. Yeah, I think it was on Christmas, too, which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. COVID sucks. Getting COVID like tested sucks but honestly i'd rather get tested than like have covid i've done both um it was not my fault that i got covid by the way i did everything safe my cousin is just an asshole and decided to commit bioterrorism on the entire house i've never had covid uh and i'm you know knock on wood that i never have it so yeah i need to get my booster <laughs> i already got my oh my god okay well i guess we're nearing the end where we're, this gonna be our uh outro just rambling on and on until mm -hmm. we finally end the episode you know it's like like when you have like a dog that's like dying and like you keep like extending <laughs> you keep extending his life until finally you have the guts to just you know <laughs> Oh my god. Take it out back. I'm kidding. I don't um, I dogs. I love dogs. Um, I kind of want to talk about like, this really weird like fucking story about Jake Paul who tweeted Happy New Year at Dana White. Um, I don't know who exactly that is. It's but, like the um, main guy in charge of UFC I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um he said here's a real challenge for you jake paul to dana white i will immediately retire from boxing and fight george masvidal in the ufc if you agree to increase minimum fighter pay per fight to 50k and it's currently 12k um guarantee ufc fighters 50 percent of ufc annual revenues it was 1 billion into um 2021 uh, provide long-term health care to all fighters. You previously said brain damage is part of this gig. Imagine if the NFL said that there are many UFC alums who have publicly said they are suffering from ba uh, brain damage. He gave like five days. And from what I've heard, um, Dana White's kind of like dicking around the question. Um, I don't even know how to end this. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I got my booster shot and the day after because you know the day you get it it's like uh you know not that big of a deal like your arm kind of hurts whatever fine mm -hmm. the day after that 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 is what everybody's talking about like oh my fucking god i thought i was actually going to die uh i called out of work because my head was hurting so fucking bad like i was so hot but I was so cold. Like I turned on the AC and then I got cold. So I'd get under the blankets and I'd immediately get so hot. And then I'd get out into the AC and then I get cold. It was terrible. And then my head hurt so bad. And then I started watching Encanto, right? Great movie. Mm -hmm. I started crying towards the end. My head felt like it was 
a basic one. Like it felt like my brain was pushing up against my skull and I was it was just gonna like implode. Like I thought I was going to die that day, but I lived. And then I went to work the next day at like six or whatever. And they're like, Oh, are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I feel so much better now. <laughs> like, oh my god, it was so bad. I thought I was gonna it's good that it only lasted like what a day yeah usually it only lasts a day like when mm-hmm. people have like any like symptoms or whatever after the shot it's always like the day after and then like the day after that you're fine yeah um i want to tackle something that um we uh it's kind of breaking there's a tweet going around and hold on because I'm pretty sure I know exactly who posted it. Um, it is a fake Tony Khan tweet. And where is it? I could have swore that you showed it. I could have swore. I just saw it, bro. Okay, here it is. Um, it is a fake tweet. Well, a fake quote going around. Um, it says Tony Khan had more to say in a podcast about Big Spool's statements regarding AEW. Quote, the things she said kind of hurt my feelings. Has she not seen the things I've done for Big Shoddy Lee Johnson and Red Velvet? How about Jay Lethal? I could keep going on. How about instead of ditching stuff out on a radio show, you call slash text or come see me after your dark match? Brandy Rose is the absolute best is the absolute leader of this women's division and also locker room, not to mention one of the most influential people of 2021. So again, I ask, how is there a problem with diversity? Um, the promoter's feelings were hurt by the criticism of Big Soul, and Brandy Rhodes is the leader of the women's division. Wow, David. Um, that's what the picture says is fake. Tony Khan never said that. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because stuff like that gives AEW fans more um, ammunition to hurt Swole with. Like, it adds fuel to the fire. And so um, I just wanted to go ahead and, like, tackle that since it's, like, happening right now. It is not fake. Tony Khan has not said anything aside from the tweet that we have um, read and, like, dissected earlier. Um, He's a big boy. He'll be fine. Also, Sasha's hurt, apparently. Oh, God. We are two days into this bitch. Yeah. Someone said, hoping at Sasha Banks WWE is okay. She was helped out limping after what seemed to be an unplanned finish. Um, <laughs> you know, I really and truly hope that this is just one of those, like, it's always darkest before the dawn moments, you know? Yeah. Like, it always seems like there seems to be a period in time where everything is kind of messy, but things aren't, it doesn't feel like the, like, wrestling world is, like, crashing around you. But it sounds like this, that it does feel that way, and it's very overwhelming. And I hope that this doesn't, you know, last long for, I hope that, like, this type of situation doesn't last long because that is what drives people away. And that is what makes wrestling no longer mainstream and kind of, like, pushes it more and more into, like, a niche sport. Yeah. It's just, 
stuff like this isn't good for anybody. It is not good for the feelings of wrestling fans. It is not good from a political standpoint, from a business standpoint, because if you're not making people happy to the point where like people legitimately weren't watching AEW, like that fucks with um, you know, um money. Yeah. And so it's just it's not good for anything. And no money shouldn't be like the like biggest motivator, but unfortunately it is. Also, Nyx just came out of my closet. I didn't even know she was in there. Gay queen. <laughs> uh, I guess is this where we end it for real? For real? Yeah. Um, we're like really tired, guys, and yeah, you know, I I don't know. Like things are just kind of things will get better. That's the outro. Things will get better. Um, to quote, we have a whole year ahead of us, you know, things are going to mm-hmm. get better. Yeah. Um, uh, to quote uh, the crow, I don't know why I wanted to say the raven from like the Edgar Allen. Oh, it can't rain um, all the time. Yeah. To quote the crow, it can't rain all the time. You know, um, things will get better. And, you know, if they don't, you always have us to help remind you why it is important that, you know, to like find moments and things that you love mm-hmm. or some shit. I don't know. We're trying I'm to so be inspirational, okay? Just just give us a break. Yeah, um, just give us a break. Yeah. We love y'all. Stay safe. If it's freezing in your uh in your hometown, you know, hang in there. And it- pray to God that Ted Cruz isn't one of your representatives. <laughs> We're so fucked. Kids are so fucked. We're so fucked. And I just got my pipes fixed. We lost water in like the back apartment because like our pipes like burst. Okay, so I literal months to fix it. I I felt I I completely understand. I live in an old ass house, so this is what you do: you take like old shirts or like old blankets or old towels, and you like wrap every single pipe. And if it's like under. A cabinet, you keep the cabinet doors open. That way the heat from your house yeah. can get to them. Yeah. So, yeah. if you live in, like, an area where it gets bad and, like, you're just freshly living there and you didn't know what to do, uh, yeah, cover your pipes. Yeah, cover your pipes. Uh, they say to, like, leave water running, right? Yeah, like, just, like, a steady drip. Yeah. Or maybe, like, a small stream. Like, not enough that it's going to, like, make things, like, fill up. But enough that, like, there's water pushing through there. hmm But, yeah, um, take care of yourself in this trying time. And, uh, you know, we hope you have a good rest of 2022. Uh, you know, the beginning might suck. But, you know, a lot of things suck in the beginning. So, you know, it's going to get better. And you just have to hang on to see to it. Uh, Yeah, we love y'all. We're proud of you. Um, Drink your water, take your medicine, wear your mask, wash your hands. Get vaccinated if you haven't. Uh, Get your booster. Make sure you call out of work the next day uh, because you're going to feel like shit. Uh, But, you know, at least you're boosted. Uh, So there's that. Um, Yeah, take care of yourself. We love you. We're proud of you. 
Yeah. Uh, that's all we got. Bye, guys. Bye.